that what you were using to record it? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today I'm joined by a special guest and longtime friend who I haven't seen in a really long time. And his name is Ben Jumper. He's a world traveler, a photographer, ex-military. What up, what up? I'll, I'll let him explain himself. Ben, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. How about you? I'm doing good. It could be worse. It you could got be this thing figured out now? I think I got it figured out. We've been having <laughs> we've been having some issues with the sound. But it's like, I'm not surprised my mic levels are higher because even when I turn my mic down, I'm still louder than anybody I have on the fucking podcast. I'm yeah, just allowed to. Click now. it down on your bottom. No, no, no. I'm not All fucking right. with that. I've never fucked with that. I, I have it right here. All right. So, when was the last time I saw you? Four years now. Four years when we did the tattoo on the hand, and then I flew to Indonesia. Oh, okay. I remember doing the, the hand tattoo. I didn't remember exactly when we did it. Yeah, it was right before I flew to Indonesia. I got on a plane. like I literally finished and went and got on a plane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it seems like it was a little longer than that. Was I, was I living in? I wasn't living you in Washington. Li- at the you time. weren't living here. I was just traveling. You were, yeah. You were on the, you were okay, on the road so as that well. Was, it was yeah. probably about four and a half, five years ago. Maybe. I think you were living in Hawaii still. I want to mm. say. Well, then it was definitely longer than four years ago. Maybe it was. Because I, I, I lived in Washington for just under four years. Yeah. Um, so time all fades together for me. I don't know. It does. Maybe it was when you were transitioning from Hawaii. Maybe it was when I was transitioning from a boy to a man. <laughs> Don't assume my gender. Um, you gotta so be careful with that around here. We're in the, yeah. the lion's den of the leftist wokes. I know. We're, yeah. we're we're at a park in the middle of Hollywood, so we gotta be careful about the stuff we talk about. Are we gonna be called racist, sexist, <laughs> homophobes? We will be canceled. You're yes, a xenophobic podcast will be canceled. hate monger. <laughs> Do you support the Ukraine? Actually, see, it would have been good to go to the Oscars and then just talk shit about the liberal lefts, and then you get, you get people going to your page where it'll blow you up. Bad, I bad publicity is good publicity. I right? know. I'll probably, may, maybe I'll do that. Maybe, maybe I'll just, just like start some shit on the boulevard. Maybe I'll just start recording myself in every leftist city, which is funny because I'm not a rightist either. I'm like, I'm I'm like a you're a thinker. I'm like a right leaning libertarian, I guess. Uh, like Bill Maher says, he's like. He's like, the left attacks me all the time. I didn't change. You guys changed. And it's just gone mm. into a place that I just can't relate to anymore. My, he's like, my political ideologies did not change. The left changed. Yeah, on, on social views, I have more of a, a liberal mindset, I'd say. On Well, it depends. And I'm more conservative fiscally and with government. I want less government. Yes. I'd say I'm libertarian, but, yeah, progressive. I don't know. I don't know how to lay. I don't like to put labels on it. And I love comedy, so I just love people being able to say whatever the hell they want, whether it's racist, sexist, or homophobic or not. Because if they're seriously saying that stuff, well, then now we know where the racist, sexist, homophobe is. We know not to hang out right. with that guy, right? But if we silence everybody, well, now we don't get to know what people are thinking because. And forget silenced. that you should be able to talk shit. Like I mean, we were in the, we were in the Marine Corps, and it's like we've been to combat twice. I've been to combat twice, so is he. And it's like. We're, we're here There's with jo- John, too. We should inj- introduce yeah, yeah, John, John, too. John is, John is Jamie. Fr- He's our Ben's research guy. Ben, Ben's friend John is, uh, is is here with us. John, come say hi really quick. We can't leave you left out. Hello, everyone. John, when uh, when did you and Ben Jumper meet? 
We met, uh, fuck, 15 years ago. I was 18, pretty much. Okay, so, so did you guys I'm meet in the, in the Marines? Yep. He was already in. He'd already done a deployment, and then I checked into his shop. We were in the same shop. Hoorah! Hoorah! But what I was saying about it is, even in situations where it's, like, the shittiest shit, you're having the worst day, you're in a freaking combat zone, and, like, how much shit do people are sitting there, like, talking shit, cracking jokes, making fun of each other, yeah. like, making realistic fucking, really, like, things you can't say around civilians because people would think you're some kind of, like, deranged yeah, psychopath. Yeah, same shit we did in jail. And it's like, those are the same guys that, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as too soon in the Marine Corps, that's for sure. But it's just, like, the my perspective on it John, was... John, you should sit over here, that way he can just go like this if you want to say anything in the microphone. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's like it's it humor is what makes bad once a bad situation happens. What what else do you have? Yeah, it's you got to make it light already of sucks. It. We got to try to make a positive. We got to make if you can make a smile out of a bad situation, how's that a bad thing? Yeah, it's like you, you said, if we can if we can give our 5-year-old sex changes cuz they can they start getting tattooed at a young age or smoking <laughs> cigarettes and <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, man. Maybe, maybe we can get uh, Joe Biden to send a five-year-old a crack pipe if they identify as he a base identifies head. as a crackhead, homeless yeah. person. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm know? a crackhead. I identify as a crackhead. I, I just got my, you know, I'm a five-year-old uh, boy girl that just got breast implants, and I want to smoke some crack, and I want yeah. you pedophile politicians to touch me. I'm, I'm so happy I don't have a child. And oh, no, me too. Like, that's, that's I strategically designed it that yeah, way. Yeah, same, same. Very, very. I saw where this world was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which which is crazy because everybody, you're not gonna have any kids, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I want to bring these uh, children into a sinking ship. That's a great idea. So right. while everyone's running around screaming, looking for food, I can worry about my withering child. Yeah, it's, not it's, only do I have to worry about my own survival, now I have to worry about a child's survival. Yeah, that I love, yeah. right? I gotta watch. And not even that, just the indoctrination in the school systems now. Like you'd have to homeschool your kid, in my opinion. Absolutely. Now. And that would just be way too much of my time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm too selfish. <laughs> yeah, well, especially you just look at all the shit they did in the last two years to collapse the economy of the Western nation. And it's, it's undeniable now. It's undeniable. Like, like Joe Biden ran off the platform that he was going to destroy big gas and bring in electricity for the Green New Deal. And now he's f put, putting the blame on Russia that, that we don't have gas. It's like that was your platform. You ran off that shit. You got into office. And yeah. you... You remember when Trump destroyed Trump, the pipelines. Remember when Trump was in office and he literally was trying to tell NATO and Germany and like, yo, how are you guys going to sit here and ask us for support against Russia when you're buying all their oil? You're yeah, li you're literally we're not going to support you from the drug dealer that you keep buying the drugs from. Like, buy our drugs and we'll protect you from that gang. But if you're going to buy drugs from that gang, I'm not going to support you. You know, but he was a racist and it, you know now look at yeah. where gas is now and look how we're in. Yeah. Russia's back back pocket. It's like there's, well, there's it's a crazy because I don't things. I never trusted Trump. I like I liked him as far as the president went. I thought his last year was a total disaster. And people Policy, well, he had could, to do that. And I'm like, no, you freaking brainwashed fools. Trump isn't coming to save you. He didn't have to do any of that shit. Well, he might have had to. Maybe the people above him told him, if you don't do this, we're gonna kill you and your family. But uh, I felt like you know destroying our businesses and enforcing vaccines on the country. And all these people that, that love the vaccines, you know, it's like my, my way out of it is now is like, no, I'm sorry, guys. What do you love, Trump? And they, no, we don't love Trump. I'm like, well, you sure do love his vaccines. I don't love his vaccines. So yeah. what are they going to say to that? Well, yeah, my, my whole stance on Trump and I was an anti-Trump guy when it started. I was I 
most was, people were. You know, I was kind of I was kind of hesitant, and I'll say that I was tricked by you know just media manipulation. I'm I I know I see media manipulation all the time, but I'm still sometimes you slip up and you you don't think and. And I literally have like a video I recorded in Belgium of me the night he got elected and I was like ranting about how bad this was and blah, blah. So it's like I can back it up. Like I have video proof dated to show yeah. you that I was huge anti-Trump guy. And then I kind of started to see more of like the policy stuff he was and then, you know, went into it a little more and it was like, okay, maybe I didn't know all the facts about him. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think he was uh, perfect and there's plenty of shit I didn't like. Yeah. But I think that he was an anti-globalist. Like I think yes. he I don't think he was the perfect human. I think he was a billion, billionaire. But he might have been a globalist and just acting he like He might have been another. There could be two you versions know? of globalists. Yeah. You know, there could be two two power that's battles at think, the top. Yes, that's what I'm thinking um, right now. But I think that the one that's really in control that's kind of controlled the Bush, the Clinton, the Obama, yes. the now Biden. Yeah. Those those guys are all on the same team. You know, those with, guys play for the same With with Trump it's like the reason why the left made me like him more, even though I'm not a registered vo- voter, is because the shit they said about him was all lies. It's like you didn't focus on all the real dark shit he did, like selling us out to BlackRock so they could buy up all of our real estate after the, he closed down all of our businesses. You didn't focus on a lot of his environmental policies. You didn't focus on the fact that he bailed out all these wealthy uh, you know, uh, co- people in corporations. Or that he sold us out to Pfizer and Big Pharma. You said he was a racist when when I knew the Trump that I knew pre-president. All he did was hang out with black celebrities and athletes. And he literally go, funded Jesse Jackson's campaign. Yeah, you, you cannot sit here and say Trump's a racist. Yeah, when he literally paid the money to have Jesse Jackson run for the Democratic uh, nominee in what ni- ninety whenever he ran He's, against Clinton. Yeah, great friends with Oprah. Like literally, Jesse Jackson's like a civil rights the the civil rights guy. If there is one, why would why would a racist fund him? You know. Well, and then and then you had all these 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 like black you know boxers and and, and athletes come out come to bat for for Trump. Mm. And it's like yeah, I think these guys would know what racism is white people. Right, like, there's, pl- there's plenty of black people that don't, but they, those guys get demonized. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah, yeah their, they, house, their houses. As soon as they try to say, their, I'm not their gonna, Uncle Tom's, I'm not going to play that victim mentality, they're immediately kicked out of the group. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. The race, the race thing is just funny to me. It's it like did, how many times in L.A. we've been yelled at, like, hey, white boy, get out the way. What are you doing, white boy? Yeah. Like, imagine if we went around and I was like, hey, black boy, like, yeah, you can do that, you know, but yeah. that's literally the same thing. It's literally yeah, the, it's same the same thing. thing. But it's blind. People are blind to what's happening. Well, it's like, it's like it's like we just we live in this time right now where I feel like you know we all grew up on hip hop music and, and like you know Dave Chappelle and black comedy and you know and just like in multi ethnic areas and stuff and and like my whole thing with the whole race baiting thing is is I feel like it's just designed to get our emotions haywire so that they can like have some dark energy radiating from us when it's just like. You know, like you look at like things like you want proof that racism doesn't exist. Look at BLM; it's mostly white people. Mm. You know what I mean, you want proof that racism doesn't exist. Like you know, come to my, come to my. It's yeah. funny the BLM movement back where I'm from in Maine, because Maine had like my town where I'm from. We're considered the asshole of Maine. If I, if somebody I met somebody from Maine right now, and they were like, "Oh, where are you from?" It's like I would say, "Oh, you you know, I don't want to say it." They'd be like, "Oh, you're from Lewiston." Because we're the immigrant town. We've always been the immigrant town. So we have tons. We have this huge um, immigrants of um, have Africans from all over Congo, the uh, Somalia, um, Djibouti, all these all uh-huh. these people that came over when I was in, you know, eighth grade, you know, and it was a huge we're pretty much predominantly white, white area. And it's 
it's uh, fuck. I've trailed off. What was I thinking about? You mean about your 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 city, Lewiston? Oh yeah, about oh, the Black Lives Matter. So shit, yeah, huh? yeah. Sorry. So the Black Lives Matter stuff. So. So you get you got this these they fe- faced a lot of hostility from white people and people like that just didn't want them. Not only were they, it wasn't just the thing they were black. They didn't speak the language. They were from a totally different culture. It was like a uh-huh. culture shock. You go to a little white neighborhood and it's not just black people. To come, it's like right, you know straight immigrants, right? But then you go to the coastal towns where all the rich neighborhoods are, uh-huh. and every one of those places has a BLM sign on it. Yeah, and to me, it's but, co- but it's no black just, people in them. Just leave them. In Lewiston, or leave, as long as you're not in my neighborhood, exactly. where you matter. But like, because the realistic sense, it's like anything else they do, the way they vote, the way they do. If you look at any of these people with these signs, there's no way they're supporting anything for the minorities or people like in in the Lewiston town. And it's just, yeah, it's or compl- Chicago. Or it's any. completely comical. The people it's that like have that the in, BLM in, in areas of Oregon that are predominantly white, it's like they have all these BLM. They're like virtue signaling everywhere, and you're just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, it's like. That's why, like, like I just, I don't, the whole race thing just, it skips me, dude, because, like, it came I grew back. up in L.A. It came back, dude. It came back for sure. Like, it was like, it wasn't here, and then all of a sudden it was yeah. like, hey, everybody, don't forget, white people don't like you. And yeah, it's it's like, dude, what are, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> white, all white people, when, when they go to parties now, all they want to listen to is hip-hop. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, any, any white guy that had, was lucky enough to have a black friend, they loved their black friends. Oh, this is my buddy. Every, everybody's Jamal. racist. Racism is just judgment. Every I don't care who you are, you pass judgment off everybody. I don't you, know if it's racism or more like stereotypes I'm just saying what, whatever you call yeah. that form of thinking. Like I've been to other countries. Yeah. I've been to other countries, Latin countries, where yeah. you know I'm not the majority. I'm the minority. I'm not yeah. saying that I was. I felt race. People were against me, but you, you get nervous. treated a little different. Yes. You get look. You're different. You know what I mean? Like there's a, and it, so it's obviously you go to more. I'm cult- hungry, man. Man, somebody throw this white boy a crack. <laughs> Here, shut up. Here's yeah. your dinner. But it's just yeah. It's uh, I always say like you could compare it to like sports. My dad always has that good thing like take racism talk about it like a sports team if you walk into a room and you see a you're a cowboys fan you see a bunch of guys over here with exactly. cowboys jerseys you see a bunch of guys over there with giants jerseys you probably go over there and kick it with the cowboys jerseys because you have something to relate to now does that make you a racist and not like the giants fan you know what i mean it's like no just like i'm kicking it all these group of people are people i fucking kick it with whatever you know it's it's not like a color thing it's just a it's a community thing it's a connection of knowing people you want to you want to connect to a, another, and everybody sees that. Everybody sees the difference. Well, well, you like, and then when you like look at like the racist policies, like, you know, which which party would you blame for that? I would blame the left, the the, the ones that are trying to be virtuous and like, oh, oh my God, it's we need to save minorities. It's like you guys started all this shit. You Mal- guys Malcolm started X the says KKK. It. Malcolm yeah, X says it. The absolutely. most dangerous, um, the most dangerous is a man white is the liberal, liberal, white liberal. They're like a yeah. fox. Yeah, you know, you got to watch out for them. Absolutely, and that's that's a civil rights black. And he literally told you the white liberal is your enemy. And now look yes. who look who's the most loudest voice right now. The yeah. white liberal. White liberal. You know? And, and it's crazy. They got to go around and tell people, black people, you're oppressed. Let me tell you, you don't under, you know what I mean. And if any black person says, "Nah, man, I don't play that victim mentality," okay, Uncle Tom. Oh, you, yeah, you're, you're not exactly. Oh, if I can't put you in my box, yeah. if I if 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 you can't make me feel like a white hero, a white knight, then uh, you're brainwashed by whitey. Yeah. It's like it's like, dude. It's like, dude. You know, white people want to be the saviors of minorities, and it's fucking disgusting because a lot of minorities are like, "Yo, hey, I'm not a weakling." I have it's just, a victim mentality. Yeah, I have just as much. Like, I feel like we were all born with, like, strikes against us in some ways. Strengths and weaknesses, and, and some of us are going to choose 
to uh, to capitalize off our, our, our weaknesses and, and learn from them, or we're not. We're going to play the victim. And it's like people say, well, it's easy for you to say, Jeremy, you're not black. And it's like, okay, motherfucker. Yeah, but I was a white boy in jail in the gang era for six years in L.A. So if I don't know what the fuck racism is, you're a retard. And it's like... I'm the the epitome of somebody that white privilege skipped over because I had cops pulling guns on me down here in Hollywood. I had cops fucking me up in handcuffs and out of handcuffs. It, you know, it didn't matter what what fucking color I was in LA because the area is so diverse. LA's, LA's got more um, LAPD is more minority than it is white too, isn't it? I I, I mean, pretty I wouldn't be surprised if I was going to guess sure, it would be La- Latino. I'm pretty sure Latinos is the yeah. so even. Even to call the cops racist to a point, it's like, okay, well, where's the the line drawn? And I don't think the cops are even, like, I don't cops think... Cops are poorly trained. Coming from a military background, it's not about... I can I can see it both ways. Like, yeah. There's, you watch these situations where a cop beats a guy up to, for something. It's like, I can watch it and be like, yeah, that's a little bit excessive. He went way over the top. Now, in the next breath, I can also say, like, when people don't understand, is like, yeah, there's Ben's situation. That cop's in a high alert status. Yeah, exactly. I, I, these guys are pulling guns you don't out understand, the cops. You don't understand that. And like, exactly. You can't understand that unless you've been in one of those situations where you're very concerned for your life yeah. in that moment. And uh, and so it, <coughs> it kind of goes both ways. There's balance with everything, you know. I agree. The and problem is extremism nowadays. Y- well, that's that's the thing too. Is like uh, the the problem with a lot of what we're having now is is we have a generation of people that were grown up on mommy and daddy's couch, trained by the television, and they're trying to tell people like you, who was in the military, and me, who was incarcerated and grew up in gang neighborhoods, you know, who the real enemy is and how criminals think and. <laughs> Conspiracies just aren't real, and it's like, no, you dipshit. You grew up watching the Disney Channel while I was fighting gangbangers and yeah. fighting for my life. So, like, you're blessed to be ignorant yeah, of what you're the blessed. system is. Right exactly. Well, here's the problem with these dumb fucks: is when shit really goes down, and it's gonna go down. You've got you got Klaus Schwab and Joe Biden talking about a power grid failure. That'll be the next thing. People, that yeah, look on the grocery shelves already. The grocery shelves are empty for a reason. There's yeah, a reason it's there's a supply shortage. That's by design. Well, and e- e- even the, the supply Suez shortage. Canal thing was by design. Yeah, even the supply shortage. Wait till the gas prices hit the truckers that are bringing our supplies across the country, and how much our, you know mm. inflation is going to hit us because it's going to cost them infinitely more in gas. Also, who's the number one supplier of wheat in the whole world? Russia. Oh, is it? Oh, Forty percent of the food. Wheat. They literally supply oh, the food God. of the world. They are the biggest supplier of wheat. It's and just, it's so fucking funny, man. Like people, they just don't. They're not aware to the psychological warfare, man. And and that that that's why, like like with the, we were talking about Trump earlier. It's like I just saw a lot of what the media was doing is psychological warfare, and and. It made me like Trump more, and then as his last year rounded about, I liked him less because it wasn't anything the media said about him that I believed or that, that I found out about him because that was all lies. It was shit that I researched on my own and, and, and things that I witnessed on my own, like you know having you know him closing my business down or you know pushing these vaccines or you know you know bailing out all these wealthy corporations. That's what made me not like Trump was. Yeah, and you and the thing is, is people got to find balance. You especially if you're gonna a lot like, if you ask me, I think first first and foremost, like you, I don't vote, I don't like I'm my vote is for the people. (laughs) Your votes matter. Yeah, 
I, I would say in local elections, that's yeah. where, where I should vote. Like, I think local and state government stuff is you'll have a little bit of effect there. But as far as the federal game goes, that's a that's a ballers club that you're not a part of. They're not giving you a choice in that in that matter. Yeah. Um, but it's like uh, you just have to be more balanced. If you're going to have a system where you have a president, which is a dumb job, get rid of it. But if you're going to have it, then you have to accept the fact that there's going to be some things that human does you don't like and do like. And it's like. But the problem is, it's like, okay, well, as soon as it's, tr- you know, red team or blue team, then I don't look at anything. So you can't have a conversation because you're just blue team and they're just red team. You know, it's like you got to have some kind of balance and be it. And that's why I say about Trump. There's things there's definitely some policies that he put into play that I that I really like and I thought was yeah. good. Um, I mean, in like the environmental stuff, like I know he pulled us out of the, the Paris Agreement. I think that was a great play. I think that was a great play, I think too. that was a great play. I don't play. trust any of that freaking Well, and we, we fund you it. Know, We're funding it. It's propaganda. just like the military. It's just like when people, oh, why can't you guys have health care when a European, like my girlfriend, and doesn't understand that? I'm like, well, because you, you, you can have some of that if you like. Yeah, well. um, it's like because we pay for your military. Like we're the military it's force in the world. Right? Yeah. Um, but yo, I want to pose a question to you because we were talking a second ago, and this is something that, because my view is with you, like the whole not having kids, because I think the world's overpopulating and whatever. Um, but now I'm recently like seeing things. I don't think the world is overpopulated well, at this all. Is, this is what my question is. So because I'm starting to go the opposite way and thinking maybe we're being, maybe we're actually not. Maybe there's a problem with the amount of kids that are being, because like you see how Elon said it. Elon Musk recently said. You know, like one of the biggest problems that most people aren't paying attention to is the birth rate de- decline. They're like the birth rate decline is going to cause an economic meltdown that, you know, it's not going to help. So it, it's not just saying him, but there was somebody else that was talking about this, the, the overpopulation thing. So then I'm thinking to myself, it's like, was I tricked into thinking this? Because like it is pushed pretty hard in, in a lot of places. And it's like, so I guess that was my question to you. Like, is are we overpopulating or is um, or is the crisis on the other side? So what, what I see happening on the planet right now is um, there's multiple timelines going on. Right. And uh, multiple states of consciousness going on. And we have religious consciousness, we have political consciousness, we have social justice consciousness, we have conspiracy consciousness, we have spiritual consciousness. We have just all these different consciousness consciousness going on in different timelines going on too. It's really hard to explain. It's like I've done it in other podcasts. It's like it's like a radio. I always explain it. It's like a radio. You have one radio, but you can go to multiple stations, and those are just different frequencies that will hear different messages. So, I just. I, that's why, like, you know, like, all the ancient spiritual teachings, you know, they tell you you want to get to God, you go within. You go within yourself. Even the Bible says that. And I reference the Bible a lot. Like, it says meditation, like, 90 to, like, 250 times in it. And uh, and still, people, well, that's your meditating on the, with the Christ and da-da-da-da-da. Like, where does it say that? It's, it's, it's you know, uh, Christ was visited by three wizards from the Far East on his birth. And, and, and how do they know that? He was born under a star. And what do they tell you in the, in the Christian religion? Astrology is evil. It's like, no, your papacy, your monarchs, and, and the people it's that wrote the book. It's all written astrology. Y- yeah. It's, well, it's, that's, so there's many facets to the Bible. It's, 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 um, the Bible is like the 30th version of that story, though, too. But people are like, is it literal? No, it's metaphorical. No, it's literal, metaphorical, historical, magical, astrological, numerological. So who's God in the story? He, well, I'm they, with Kanye they, on they, this one. They dude. want you to believe that that Christ is the embodiment of God in the flesh, which sure. But I think Christ's teaching uh, was that we are all embodiments of God in the flesh, and in order to you are God, I am God. 
Well, we're all we're all living in the body of God because for us, like it's like you and me could try right now, and and maybe we are, and we just don't know how to tap into that part of us. I could say, all right, well, if we're God, melt that mountain. You and me aren't going to be able to do that. Well, you're putting a measurement on God. You're you're saying like a a higher conscious being, which is also a God. Like my idea of a God is like I can get up f- within my abilities that I have, and I agree with you. I think that with our DNA activated fully, we'll be super humans you know like when you get through that you know that uh evolution of consciousness photo yeah that you spiral up to it's yeah. like yeah okay if you're looking at that level are they more godlike than us yeah they've been playing the video game longer so he has a lot more superpowers than we yeah. do but you're still the same mario on level you're just not fully you didn't get all your tools yet but you're still god here you're just a baby god these guys, so it's like when you're saying like okay well if you're god then move this tree with your hands yeah. it's like well i'm not that level god yet i'm like well, a level seven god you well know? when you when you when you look at like even like when people say this is assimilation like i was so against that theory i've been against a lot of conspiracies that i've I'm into I've, the simulation theory. i i i know Come i've been I've, I've been against a lot of conspiracies that i wound up coming around to in the end even as a conspiracy theorist and i've been like you know when you think of things like um you know, the Mandela effect, or you think of things like astrology, you think of things like numerology or gematria, you think of like some of the things that like these people say and then their actions, and you're just like, you can't make this shit up. It's, it's literally, it's literally almost like a program, 100%, which back to consciousness and things like that and timelines. So when i when when i hear the overpopulation thing that's always been pushed by the elites you know like and 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 people in those positions of power like they've always been anti-population bill gates uh his father you know uh the huxleys the rothschilds or rockefellers like and most people don't even realize vaccines have been around for over 100 years and in 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 the early 1900s people were getting upwards of 15 to 22 vaccines in their lifetime a lot of people don't know that Mm -hmm. um and and i and i would venture to say yeah and the agenda behind all those inoculations was to control the population um could vaccines work absolutely unfortunately the people that push them are scumbags and they're elitists and they're against they they're pushing the overpopulation thing now i believe that some of them believe that in overpopulation i believe that some of them they're just pushing shit that they were that they're told to push and that they know that the world isn't overpopulated because as far as going in myself and relying on my own life experiences and all the traveling I've done, whenever I get in a plane and I look down at the ground when I'm flying, you know, 65, 70% of it is empty. And I see that as far, you know, as potential farmland or, you know, potential warehouses for hydroelectric, uh, for uh, hydroponics where we could grow or aquaponics where we could grow, fr- you know, fruits and herbs and vegetables in. Um, so, I see everything that's happening now is kind of just like a is is like a is is a uh, a false apocalypse because even with COVID, like even if it was like a a, a genuine not man-made disease, which there's been plenty of things like gain of function and and Wuhan and all this stuff that would lead us to believe, and not only the fact that this stuff came out like I had the Delta variant and it felt like a parasite to me, it didn't feel like anything like a uh, a, a cold or a flu it was nothing like I'd ever had before um, we could have ended it right away but instead of doing that the media came out and they started demonizing all these different you know drugs that could have helped us and IVs and all this stuff and they started pushing ventilators which were killing people or, or which they never even used and and um, banning it, ivermectin everywhere yeah which is an anti-parasitic Go which figure. has been which has been 
distributed worldwide for 40 years more than yeah, most pills like one like and what did they use it for for antiviral infections and and yeah. it's won like awards and oh, shit yeah but it wasn't it was out of it was out of patent so you couldn't make money on it so so that's not allowed with with, with all that you know in mind it's like we just have all these states of consciousness, and, and I saw, like, even the, the viruses, like, whether it was real or not, we, we know it wasn't because there was no dead bodies in the street, and there, and there was no, there wasn't even sick people roaming around, and everybody's like, oh, there is in the hospitals, and I'm like, in all the hospitals where they're making all the dance videos, that's where all the people are dying? Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. I, I just started asking everybody. It's like, okay, t- tell me right now who you know that died or like had well, like my th- friends. Uncle. That was how. Yeah, that's how I was trying to like narrow it down. And I definitely don't think that. I think that for sure it was a, whatever man made or not. Like definitely, it yeah, was, people. It was definitely sick, killing some people, sure. getting some people sick. But like at the same sense, it was like the hype around it seemed a little bit over height. It seemed like it was a little overreacted. Absolutely. And even my buddy, like I told you, I had a friend, my one of my best friends. Who, who works in creating vaccines? He works on an HIV vaccine right now, and uh, well, they're gonna need those here when when people start realizing the vaccines that they 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 took now or to rewire your immune system to only be able to fight coronavirus, right? Or just rewire to be reliant upon pharmaceutical yeah. drugs. They they need to create profits. It's a profit Absolutely. system. The medical, but when people talk about it, it's like, well, the doctor says like even the doctors have have been corrupted their knowledge. I'm not saying the doctors in on the scheme. But yeah. when you look at who wrote all the books in medical school, exactly, who funded all, you know what I mean? Who funds all the research? Who does all the data? You know what I mean? Like, you follow the money, and that always tells you and it tells you the truth on the story. That's what I always say. Like, you don't need to debate people's opinions. You can just follow the money, and numbers never ever lie. What I always say to people, I'm like, the people are like, what well, do you think all the doctors and scientists are in on it? And I'm like, no, I think all of their bosses are. Uh, well, I just think straight no, out. I just think that they've been taught that. I think they believe what they say. Exactly. Um, and uh, you know about Kerry Mullis? Yes. Uh, the, PCR. Yeah, he invented the PCR test. Yeah. He was uh, he was a Nobel Prize winner. Um, he was like a big psychedelic head, drop acid surfer. The surfer dude wrote a book, and like they they didn't want him to put his book out because they were afraid you know it's going to take away from. Your, he was kind of one of those cowboy scientists, you know, yeah. wild wild dudes, the, an um, innovator, a yeah. real scientist. Right, and he has and he has so many um, interviews talking, and this was during the HIV thing that he's talking a lot about the stuff about that, how Doctor Fauci, Fauci created right. like AZT. Well, no, he just talks about how much of an idiot Fauci is. Yeah, he basically said like Fauci's an idiot. He goes, he he'll do anything, get up there, and whoever pays him he'll say whatever they want he goes but he'll never debate a real scientist he goes we've had multiple guys that tried to set up debates to him to come have a public talk at, a, at different universities for the studies and he goes and he never does and he uses the pcr and it's like the pcr test can find anything like he literally says you can't use the pcr test for a viral infection it's like you, the pcr test goes to the molecular level you'll find anything you want anything you want at that level you'll find it there every it's kind of like the idea that we have everything inside of us at certain like everybody's yeah. got cancer like, but at the molecular level it might not be effective and that's yeah. kind of how i don't understand the full pcr test but it's just interesting because it's like it's like i say to people when they see these doctors and scientists that are working for the government it's like let me ask you something ask any of your friends or anybody that went to medical school or studied to be a scientist and Ask them if their end goal was to work for the government. That's yeah. that's when you don't make it in the NFL and you go to Canada and play arena football. Exactly. It's not what you wanted to do, but you still get to do what you get to do, and you get to and you're making some money doing it. But you're usually like just like just because somebody's a doctor doesn't mean he was an it wasn't an idiot. There's all kinds of doctors that have yes. been fired for like you can people can slip through the cracks and get through medical school, right? Like so it's like those guys that end up in the government positions. It's because they were the the dropout like. 
when you get the guys like Kerry Mullis and stuff that go do their own research and develop things and win Nobel Prizes, like those guys are probably the guys you should listen to. Exactly. Like those are the guys that... He created the PCR test. Yeah, he literally, that's what he got his Nobel Prize for. And the media censored him. Yeah, too bad time. he died literally right before the pandemic. I would have loved to have him alive and see what oh. he was saying right now. Well, that might have been a strategic hit mm. right there too. Like, yeah, I never, I never looked into it, so... Well, and then like people are like, oh, we, you know, oh, I trust the science and the doctors and this and that. And I'm like, well, I you trust, trust the science that I, agrees with your opinion. Exactly. I trust I trust history. And I know that in Nazi Germany, the most evil people were doctors and scientists. <laughs> yeah, And because we brought them over here. Operation Paperclip. It's yeah. not a conspiracy. Yeah. And once you, documents. Operation Paperclip. Once you start deifying man and their positions and shit, that's when you get manipulated that's that's what criminals want they're relying on ignorant people to 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 give them like a, a smoke screen so that they can come in and do more crimes mm. and the, the issue i get with a lot of people too is and i think this is why someone like you or a lot of guys i meet from military will, are you know they have a free thinking mind a little bit not every one of them but a lot of them a lot yeah, of guys to go through trauma again right it. a lot of guys that came back from vietnam they're anti the war i'm i'm kind of anti the wars after fighting for them i know a lot of guys and it's like i think that so when i come and i try to explain to people you know how all oh, people say to you like oh how do you think you you really imagine somebody would just kill a bunch of people like that it's like, well, like, yeah, yeah, I had to do that. Yeah, because you have never, unfortunately, you've like, luckily, you've lived in this like nice little bubble where you don't see that those humans exist. Those humans don't exist in your reality. Yeah. Just like many things, like if I told you about the way somebody lives in, like if I tell people about bucket showers that I took in the Philippines, they're like, they don't have running water there. It's like somebody over here in the States wouldn't even be able to comprehend, like, what do you mean you don't have running water? How do you take a shower? You know what I mean? It's like, it's not in your reality to understand it. It's not even, you've never experienced it. You can never imagine it. And that's why when you tell people it's like something like, you know, oh, a mass shooting was done by our government in order to push agendas. And, and they literally, that's that's uh, what Operation Northridge with Kennedy put down. It's like you can't tell me some of these gun violence things that have happened now haven't been a little bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, they're, they're all organic. Right, they're all organic. And somebody's like, oh, my God, you're evil if you think that there, it's like, you know, you're just be lucky that you don't know that that kind of evil exists in the world. But I'm telling you right now, man, there is some really evil mofos in this yeah, world. Yeah, and, and we are in a dualistic uh, plane of existence where just like there's there's amazing people that spend every last dollar they have to, to genuinely go out and altruistically help homeless people, and I've, you know, I've had the privilege to work with some of those people at Humanity Showers in San Diego where they provide showers for homeless people. There's amazing people there that, that literally are altruists and and they they will do the most you know bring tears to your eyes how incredible they are. There's a polarity of evil on this planet. You know what I mean. So it, the heights of 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 goodness and and peace and love you could imagine. There is the depths of darkness. There's in violence, but like there is literal like violence. I guys say violence is a disease. When anybody asks me about war or guns or fighting, it's like violence is a disease. You don't get rid of it by spreading it. Yeah, exactly. And and right. You're gonna go kill people for peace. Right. When it's kind of like when you plan. say who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. So somebody be like, well, there. Like I say, there's no such thing as evil. Evil doesn't exist. It's all perception, right? I think that it's it's a void of space. I think you have light and you have a void of space. So it's like if there's evil, it's just there's a void of... Un like you say, okay, this guy's racist. He doesn't like these type of people. It's like, well, he's not evil yet. Don't don't even ask. He's not evil. He's just... He doesn't understand this. Like, so it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, if you say, say somebody like, okay, well, ISIS, you don't think ISIS is evil? No. 
I guarantee you, you could talk to a lot of people that fight for ISIS and they believe they're fighting for, for a good, good cause. Yeah. Because you know how many of their family, friends, and everything they know got wiped out by the Western world for the last hundred years? Exactly. Well, so you think they think you're the good guy? You, you think that you're the good guy, like... To ISIS, it's like yes, of course I think ISIS. What they do is horrible. Like I'm not con, con like I'm conde condemn anything they do. But to sit there and label them as the evil bad guys, you need some other perspective on that. Yeah. You need to open up your perspective, because guess what? You might not hate the Russians or the. You might not hate a German person. You might not hate Chinese people. Like when a, when a group of individuals that of of whatever that nation or that group of people kills off everything you know, like literally. Your perception of reality is going to change. Trust me. Trust me. You're going to have a void of space there that's going to become so angry at the world and have so much hatred. Like, and you think, like, it's like when people say, I would never. It's like, don't say that. Yeah. You, know, you would never until you have to. Until you've actually been in that situation, you don't know how you're, how you're going to react, yeah. you know? But. Yeah, man. I, I mean, we live in a society where people have literally tried to shield themselves from tension, from disruption, from uh, things that actually will help you grow. And um, it's gotten they've, they've tried it so hard that now they're now they're going to be overwhelmed by the monsters they've been trying to fight and hide from. And I keep telling people like, you know. Maybe instead of trying to avoid your discomforts, you should do things to try and become uncomfortable and, and see, you know, how you can control your reactions against mm. those discomforts, which like breathing exercises, cold therapy, eating an edible and getting on an airplane. Oh, God, I've done that before. <laughs> that is that is uncomfortable. Bro. That's literally in Rogan's bit. He says people should get into uncomfortable positions. Yes. You need to feel that like this change doesn't come from comfort. Yes. You don't learn from, th like, when you learn something, it's frustrating. You try to learn a guitar, you're going to get really fucking annoyed. It's going to be really uncomfortable. It's going to hurt. But that's how you learn how to play the guitar. You go through that process. You go through that struggle, you know? Yeah, you see, like, the strongest weeds grow through the cracks in the concrete. Right, and people don't I mean? want that. It's You know that saying, what, uh, uh, hard times create hard men, hard men create good times good times create soft men that's kind of the we're in the soft men phase oh yeah, yeah. nobody and even myself included nobody that's my age our parents age our even maybe our grandparents have really lived if you're from the united states you're not you've never really seen hard hard times you know what i mean no. like you've never i understand there's people that everybody been through rough in, times. In, in, in the united states has white privilege right but the poorest person here is is loaded when you go to the middle east he's loaded when you go to cambodia yeah and i'm talking like the poorest person here you'll be rich if you go to cambodia yeah, if you're not going out back to shit in a hole you don't know <laughs> what hard times like are. if you have a roof over your head like literally like people that don't have homes and that's most of the people you know so i want to ask you how old were you when you got in the military? Uh, 17 when I signed up, and then right, at, right after, like a month after I turned 18, I was off to basic. And and what made you join the military? And that's when you were on 9/11. 9/11 the and the whole like just supporting the in America. The yeah, it was I was super blind, man. I came from like a very small town, more conservative parents. Like I was all about like support your country. I love America. Like we got to go do something and. And it took me one deployment to kind of realize, and meeting this guy. This guy corrupted me right there. <laughs> How old were you when you got in the military, John? 18. 18? Yeah, you got to come over here. Yeah, come I don't on, know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't even want it. Maybe he doesn't want to be on it. He's yeah, shy. Okay. John's shy. So nobody, nobody can even see you, though. You so just talk. In your first deployment, what, what was that like? Where did they send you to? Uh, I was in, like... Uh, 
TQ Ramadi both times. Al Takadam. They sent you to Ramadi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was in Ramadi. Not I was in Ramadi not for like the the heat of like what was it? Oh four Ramadi was really hot. Or no Fallujah, because he was there. He was there for Fallujah. And you guys are Marines, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you guys? Were you guys in the field? You know, dropping no, shells. No, I wasn't. Or? I wasn't too bad. Like my first deployment, I did a security platoon. Same thing he did. And uh, and basically, I stood towers, like checked entry control. We did quick reaction force, so it's kind of like being the police officer. Like basically, if something would go down outside the base or out in town, like quick reaction kind of goes out to provide security if there's like a down vehicle or something like that. Okay. It's kind of like the 911 call. Like if the if we got a convoy that gets hit or something, we're kind of the quick reaction. We go out, you know, handle things around the base and. So what stuff. kind of did you get to see anything like? I wasn't in any crazy action. I had a few situations, had like an IED hit a truck behind me or missed the truck behind me on my second deployment and dealt with a guy at a entry control, but I never like kicked in doors or I wasn't in like crazy shit. I was more of a driver. And then, the, yeah, my second deployment, we were tearing down the war pretty much. That was when Obama was like settling peace deals and closing down routes. And so we were like tearing down bases and I was driving everywhere. So, so how long were you in the military? Uh, four years. And then I got out. Four years. And then what made you decide to get out? Uh, I wanted nothing to do with that anymore. It was just, it was going to be constant deployments and then just bullshit, I guess. You deal with a lot of bullshit. And also, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a very, don't like people telling me what to do. Me too. Most people, when I joined the Marine Corps, were like, Jumper, I can't believe you joined the military, man. Like, you know, you're just going to have to do what everybody. Like no, because people knew me. It wasn't like I was a bad kid. I was just very much like to do things my way and don't like to listen to people. And I've always been pretty anti-authority. But yeah, um, me too. So I think that was like that had a lot to do with it. And and yeah, once I got in, I didn't feel like this hero heroic like cool thing. Like the military was dope. I would go back in a heartbeat if we were like fighting a war that was like for a just cause. Like, which I guess contradicts what I said earlier about violence as a disease, but. Still, like, is if there, there any if there was causes really, anymore? Right, if there was some innocent people that really needed some help, like, I would be down to do that uh, stuff. The military stuff's cool, you know, in that sense. But when you're just doing stuff, when you feel like you're just like the muscle for some guys, and like you start to learn a little bit more, and and I guess like you you can have this mentality. It's like you say, you only have a data set for so much information. Perspective, perception is everything. So you have this understanding of what you're going over there to, and then you see the people you're with. You're going through the streets. You're like, this is doesn't really feel like this like war that with all these people. Like, these just feel like some people that like we showed up and like are fucking everything up, and they're just like trying to adjust their life. And then there's probably a group of them there that are really pissed off. Yeah. And, and their people got killed. It's like I said, like you might not be anti-America, but when America rolled through your streets and accidentally, like, because people that got bombed, houses that get blown up, places of business that, we didn't give yeah. a shit, dude. We're out there a mission objective. A guy comes up, like, well, you blew up my house, you blew up, you know, my cousin died. It's like, you, you'll start to build up a hatred for those people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, that was kind of my perception of it. And, yeah, so I think that's what just, yeah, I just wanted to get out. I always use the theory that, like, if you want to know what Muslims or Chinese or Russians or anybody is thinking, it's like let's let's do a setting where like me and you are roommates and our neighbor comes home with a you know big screen TV and his hot wife and we're not going to be sitting on the couch like hey let's uh, let's go kick in his door, steal his new TV, bang his wife, raid his fridge, and and run back to our house and and claim it like so like I just don't see like. Like when like the military talks about the bad guys, it's like I feel like most human beings are kind of operating on the same frequency. They're not really wanting to go to war and cause all this shit. Um, but 
I can promise you there's plenty of kids right now in this world that are like 18, 20 years old that I cross paths with me and they have a vision of me as the bad guy in their life. You know what I mean? Like kids in Iraq that you're around kids and they don't know anything. Like they just see a guy with a gun walking through their house, coming through their streets. Like there's no way they felt like that was a safe, good guy. You know, there's no way they grew up thinking like Americans are the good guys. They probably think like. Oh, Americans great. There's are the scary guys. Like, yeah. I'm not going to hate them. I'm not going over there to kill them. But you know what? Like, damn, they are definitely in charge of some shit. Like, if they want to do something, they clearly go do it. I don't. I wouldn't call them the good guys, you know? Um, but, yeah, man, it's 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 mental. So it, it I don't uh, I don't regret it. It's like I said, it gave me all my perceptions that I have now. You know, I, would yeah. never, I don't have any regrets. I don't regret prison. Like, right. You learn you're, you are you who you are because of your experiences, you know? Yeah. And I like I like how I've turned out, so I don't think I'm too crazy like the rest of the world does. I, I feel Except the for same you, way. Jeremy doesn't think I'm crazy. No, <laughs> I think I think the weirdos that think like us aren't the weirdos. The weirdos are the normies that trust their television <laughs> and wear their face diapers. Yes, without question. Because they're scared. Wait, this is something. I'm a good person, and this is the way that I look show you me, that I'm a good person. Look at me. Thoughts and prayers. I stand with the Ukraine. Yeah. It's Did you read the box where you got your face diaper? I, it's, I'm going to repeat again for the podcast, but it's like that Jesselneck joke when he nails it, when he talks about, like, the people with the thoughts and prayers and the support the Ukraine. When you try, and I'm not trying to attack the people that do it. A lot, like, I don't want to, because I know people that do it. A lot of people are good-hearted, people. yeah. They just don't, they see the, they don't see the trick. Yeah. That's what I look at a lot of people now. There's, like, I know the magician's tricks, and I'm just kind of like, ah, you're a fool. You're a good fool, but God damn it, you don't see that he's got it in his other hand. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, so it's kind of like with the face diaper thing. Like, um, I was, I was, my, my compare, I don't know, I was trailing off, but back to the face. Oh, no, the, whatever. I'm going back to the face diaper thing. So the face diaper thing, I think, is funny that my, my argument with that was always when people would be like, they're scared. You know, they got to yeah. wear their face mask because they're scared of a virus that's out there killing people. And I was always like, that's fucking bullshit. You're not scared of a virus out there killing You're people. You're scared that's, of the government. Well, no. Like, if, if you were really, like, I'm telling you right now, if you were really scared that there was a virus going around that was killing people that you could catch, if you were, if that was honestly something that was really scary to you, you wouldn't care about who was wearing a mask at the restaurant. You wouldn't care about who's wearing a mask at the bowling alley. You wouldn't go to those things. You wouldn't. You would stay in your fucking home and you would be scared. Like, if, like, real fear. Some contr- people actually did that. Right, and that's what I'm saying, and I respect those people. When they tell me they were scared and I should wear it, and hey, you know what? Because your actions actually follow what you're... Yeah. But the other people that want me to wear a mask off the validation that they're scared or I should care about their feelings... No, go home. Like, if you were really yeah. scared, if you knew there was a gunman here that you could die, you wouldn't come get your burrito and exactly. be worried about how you would not fucking go there. Exactly. Because you would be actually scared for your life. So don't don't come at me with, oh, it's a scary. None of you are doing that because you're scared. You're doing that to, to virtue signal and exactly. say, look how good of a person I am. Look, look how, how much I care. Just wear a shirt that says, I'm a good person. Or not even all of them. Some so There's a majority of people that are just those, they're going to go with the flow. They yes. don't want to stick out. They yeah. don't want people, they don't, like, doesn't matter where they go. They don't wear loud things. They just, they're those people that like to be part of things, but they don't want everybody, they don't want the attention on them. So if everybody's wearing a mask, they wear a mask. The pop culture pussies <laughs> is what I call them. Yeah. I ho- yeah. Hopefully I'm not parked in front of a fire hydrant. I don't think I am. <laughs> yeah, they're right at your car. Am I? No? Yeah, well, the, it looks the, like we're not getting out of here anytime soon. freaking... The fire department just pulled up right in front of my car, so hopefully. Well, that is it. some excitement down here, huh? 
Oh, there's plenty so, of excitement. Come on downtown. See what, all the crackheads. What was Make your, sure you wear a mask, but smoke crack. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it even says on the boxes, like, this mask will not protect you from coronavirus. It's like... I mean, yeah, dude, and I'm not a scientist. I don't... I'm My thing... Things just, I just think that pe- that real fears, like like cars, right? Like people wear seatbelts, they drive a little safe, they get a little nervous. Like, yeah, cars kill a lot of fucking people. Like, we don't yeah. ban cars. Like, cars literally kill. Like, I think it's, like, one of the top three killers on the planet. Like, mm-hmm. I think hard it... Hard well, they're trying to ban cars with gas prices now. Yeah, they, they probably will. Well, there'll be a gas tax. People won't... It's not about banning. They don't have to ban it. It's like they don't have to ban guns, right? Yeah. Try to get ammo right now. Good luck. Ask ask anybody that has guns right now. They're not shooting as much. Why? Because it's very hard to get ammo right now. Yeah. They realize they couldn't pull the gun. And so it's the same thing with the gas thing. It's not about like they're just going to – it's going to be a really tough world if you're poor. If you, There's gonna there's a new yeah. class now. There's two classes. There's either you're part of the, the, the elite class or you're part of the, the poor working class. There's no in-between. And the poor class won't be able to afford the gas. So they're going to be – it's going to be lockdowns without even the enforcement of a lockdown. It's just going to be an economic lockdowns. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna be able to yeah. go anywhere where gas prices are $30 a gallon. Yeah. The average man can't do that. We're all going to have to own bikes and electric bikes and skateboards and, and shit like that. It might not like be that. bad. It might not no. be bad, but I don't, I don't think it's the It'd be like Europe. I think the agenda for it is more profit-driven than it is environmentally. Yeah. Save the environment. So what was your, your actual, like... Because I don't, I'm not even into like the whole red pill, blue th- pill thing anymore. Because I always see that as red lodge, blue lodge of the Masons thing. But I just refer to it because of like the Matrix. Like, what was your actual red pill moment? Oh man! And how old were you? It's hard. It's hard to say, right? Like, it's like, like there's moments I can remember where, but it's because like, we still have right, those t- moments. So I think that the red pill moments are actually like when the seed is. You don't even realize your, your conscious mind started thinking. Like, but I can remember, I think one of the first things I can remember that, that just made me think was there was a situation on my first deployment. Basically, you have like red, code red or whatever, where you can't, the phone lines are all cut down. There's no communication out, right? Like I was there when it was a little bit more set up. So we had like a phone center when we were back on the base. Uh So you could go there and use like a a phone or a computer to kind of call home or something. Now there was a, there's a times when somebody dies or a situation happens, they have to cut the phone lines. A lot of it was explained to me, like, if a guy if a guy in our unit, like, if he dies and, like, they don't want me calling home and saying, hey, calling the family and letting, you know what I mean, because I know his family. So they want to be able to deliver the message. So sometimes yeah. they have to cut communication. So th- And sometimes it happens with other reasons. But it was, like, a two-and-a-half-week period was, like, the longest time. So finally after that, it's like I called my mom. She was all stressed and worried, said she'd been watching the news. And, like, she knew that, like, the area I was in, she said they were reporting all this gunfire and all these firefights. And it was, like... We haven't had, like, there's nothing. that we, have, we haven't even had a mortar go off for two and a half months. We've seen, like, it's just a lull. Like, there's been nothing going on. Like, why the phone lines were cut was just an, another reason, not nothing to do in our area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, that, and I think that's kind of where it was just clicked to me. It's like, why is the news, you know, maybe they're not reporting things the right way. So I don't know if that was like my, but I feel like from then it just like, I started to look at things in the military maybe differently. I don't know. And then... Yeah, like living out here, I think. Wait, probably living with Bianca. Like Bianca probably woke me up to a lot of shit and then was mad when I started getting really deep into it. Yeah, me. Because she was like already ahead of me, I guess. Yeah. And so she was like, 
I remember so many times I was like, yo, you did it. She'd be like, dude, I'm plugging back in. I'm not unplugged. I'm like, I unplugged and I realized I want to be ignorant. I want to watch shitty TV and eat yes. fast food and like go back to like, she wanted to. Bianca, like, Bianca red pilled the fuck out of me. I, it was because we were, and, we and were Vaughn too. You can't like, you, oh, couldn't yeah. be, you couldn't meet a Vaughn and not get red pilled, dude. The, well, well, me and Bianca got close right after 9-11 and we both had had these crazy dreams about 9-11 a week before it happened. Were you we're, guys dating then? Yeah, like we, you know, I think, and then we we dated for a few weeks, a month, something like that, maybe a little longer than that, and then, um, and then we stayed friends because we just always had so much to like, talk yeah. about. And but she was the one that got me into like David Icke and Alex Jones. You and see that, Bianca? You twisted both of these guys. Yeah, sent you, us down the rabbit which hole. It, it and blew, then you left the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, which that blew me away. <laughs> I was like, "What? Are it you? blew me away when I when I talked to you about Yvonne, and you're like, I haven't even talked to Bianca in a while, and I immediately messaged Bianca. Jeremy's oh, he's a Trump and fucking right, and I'm like, dude. Really, Bianca? Like, come on, you know Jeremy. Like, you know he's not that person you're describing to me right yeah. now. Just because, like, what's going on? And then she was like, no, and you too. It's you too. Like, you're, And then she was getting mad at me. We yeah. Were, you know, and I'm she like, yeah. Yeah, she thought I was like a full Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I just don't support. Like, like if you're going to talk to me about him, tell me the truth. Like, whether you like him or not, like it's not. I don't like yeah, mass thinking. I don't like mass thinking. thinking and I don't like lies. It's yeah. like, I don't. If, if the truth comes from the left, great. If the truth comes from the right, great. I just want the truth. Just don't fucking lie to me. When when everybody has like four scripted lines about Trump, it's like that's what scares me. When you talk to anybody, it's like I don't. He's racist. He didn't like. He did. He's bad. He took kids from their parents. He he didn't like the environment. He took us out. Of the, it's like it's the same for you. Never get any deeper into the conversation. But it's just somebody. all of his lies. Okay, well tell me his lies. Right. Oh well, there's just so many of them. Okay, well tell me one of them. And that's my thing. I don't it's have like, time I mean, to talk about this. It's like I'm not I don't I'm not sitting here saying like fuck the Ukraine fuck all those people I have friends from I have friends like I got a photographer friend he's from the Ukraine I work with another girl from the Ukraine I feel for them but like the the whole immediately everybody's just off of covid switches to a new thinking yeah. posting like everybody posts their th- thumbnails everything's and it's like that's what's scary it's like you don't see that that's a problem. That's a scary thing. Like Dude. it's not support. It's not. It's it's a dangerous thing when you have everybody thinking one way and immediately the the, the channel can change. You so know? so get this. Around the time Bianca like, because I was already like like I told you earlier like when nine eleven happened my that was my red pill moment because I just looked at like Bush sitting and reading to children and everybody always tells me oh yeah did you hear what he was saying or the book and I was like I wasn't paying attention to any of that. It was just the fact that we had. Him playing the good president, reading to children, which I'd never seen before. He was in school reading to a child. I'd never seen a president do that. And then there was these evil terrorists that hijacked four planes when we'd never had one plane hijacked. I was like, this is just really like a theatrical setup. Yeah. And so that was like, okay, I don't trust this this whole narrative, right? And my family was all yelling at me how disrespectful I was. And I was like, well, I think it's disrespectful to these people that died to be like not really trying to find their real murderers. Mm. And then like within nine months, like all these documentaries came out that they had like a thousand other things. I didn't even think about those, the, you know, 9-11 events that oh, were just yeah. like, oh, shit. The more if, you go down that if, rabbit hole. Yeah, if you, this was you, a court of law, these guys would be prosecuted. Yeah. Um, oh, and then they had the whole what is it? What was the administration that they had that was all former? They all what was the nine eleven commission? I right? forget. To, it was the nine eleven commission. They were the ones that were going to go interview and get the talk to the president, talk to the heads of state, and find out what happened. 
and they do that when a situation they hire a commission and you know weren't they all like, you look at all the commission it's all, it's all administration from the bush yeah. legacy and then they didn't allow any que- they weren't allowed any questions that, or any res- there was only certain questions and there was no coverage there was no you know what i mean it's like not, and it's the same thing you look at biden now you look how like we have a president now that comes out speaks and then literally walks off and says nothing, answers no questions. Yes, that's a that's a scary that's a scary thing, man. Well, he's just well, he's just like Bush Senior, and I keep telling these people, I'm like, I'm like, you guys, really? It's like again, back to the consciousness. We're in this old world consciousness, and and w- back when Bianca was like red pilling us. Like it was super unpopular. Like nobody wanted. Oh yeah. Our pan- when you we went not. to Thanksgiving to talk about satanic pedophiles oh, and I all had this so shit. So many problems with family n- members. Family members did not want to hear it. Friends, people now, didn't want to talk to me. Y- now people are asking me. Same, about it. dude. My yeah, pa- my I'm parents like, are texting me every day. What yes. I'm like buy food. So my mom's starting to stock up on food. My dad's finally buy Bitcoin. Now they're talking about they want to. Like my parents are conservative, but my Just dad. Just stay is- away from QAnon, guys. That's a psyop. <laughs> Yeah, like, and that's that's the problem. Is like, I am not, I'm not as much a conspiracy guy when it comes to uh, Bigfoot or chemtrail or whatever. Like, there's not saying one way or the other they go. Yeah. I'm I'm just so focused. Yeah, I'm on not into aliens. Government, and government conspiracy stuff, and it's not. I don't even like to say conspiracy theorists. I just like to say free uh, you're thinker. a historian. I'm yeah, a historian. Like, I look at the. I'm other following facts. the trends in modern times that happened throughout history. Everybody wants to believe in innovation, and we're we're getting so advanced in this. Then, then you're telling me that the innovation in corruption and, and lying didn't advance as well. I mean, oh, like, yeah. come on, you retards! Wake when you up. look, yeah, you can look. That's why I always say, like, those Operation Northwoods. Those, when you go back and just look at the look at the things the CIA was doing in the '60s and the '50s and the '40s, like, oh well, that was then, right? You don't think that that advanced a lot, and like. You know what I mean? Like that—that's what I always say when it comes down to the president. It's like people think the president has control. It's like I want to vote for the head of the CIA. I want to—I want to vote for the head of all those secret three-letter yes. three-letter organizations because those guys are in charge. Like those guys have people. Like they have control and power. They have everything under. You know, it's kind of like you've seen. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course. Okay, when I tell people who is the most powerful people in Game of Thrones, who uh, would you say? The Queen. That's no, I would say you're wrong. Everybody will say, "Oh, Daenerys or Jon Snow." No, none of those people were. None of those. None of the kings and queens had any power. Who was the most powerful people? Uh, maybe it was the Wall. Varys, Littlefinger, the Red Queen, the Red Witch, all the people that were whispering in the ears of the leaders, all the guys that were had all their. They had because what did Varys have? Remember Varys? He was the bald dude. He had, he had uh, the whisper. Yeah. He had his children. He had his whispers everywhere, all over the realm. Yeah. And remember, it's like, how did he come from nothing, from nobody, and he's allowed to sit at these tables and tell these, like, they tell the kings and queens what to do. They give information. Yeah. You know, you see that the kings and queens, most of them don't like Littlefinger. They don't like Varys, right? Yeah. There's that whole scene with Daenerys. But they want their info. Right. But they, exactly, they know that those guys, knowledge is power, you know? And when you're you're the head of a secret organization, you know things the president doesn't know. You have guys, and, and people think CIA, they think like James Bond or guys, it's like, no, li- like listen to Edward Snowden talk about this. Like these are guys at like the CEO of Dell or like they're on the board at Microsoft or they're like they work in, you know, an energy sector. Like these guys are some of them are sleeper cells that aren't even active. Yes. But people don't understand that that's Manchurian a world that Canada. exists. Yes. They don't understand what a sleeper cell is. They don't think like 
there's people that are literally so down for a cause of knowledge you don't have and data you don't have that they'll go live a life in secrecy in case they need to get activated to, okay, hey, man, we're going to need to activate you. You need to make sure you influence this decision here. This is a big one here. This is going to be a part of this play, you know? Like you were saying earlier, though, like about, you know, George Bush Sr., the politicians in D.C. right now that are involved in the most abhorrent corruption that we've ever seen in our life that have been in office for 30, 40, 50 years, they were all around during the Bush era reign. Oh, yeah. Bush Sr. reign. They were all hanging out on Epstein Island. And <laughs> and now you got, like, I think it was in the last couple of days, Joe Biden's out there talking about a new world order and we need to oh, lead yeah. the new world order. And it's like... Guys, I mean, how many times do we got to, you know, when, when we were like, we go back from 9-11 till COVID, you know, there's like 100, maybe 200 things that most people wouldn't have noticed. If you're a conspiracy right. theorist, you'd have noticed. So I forgive you if you weren't involved in conspiracies then. But from COVID till now, there's been like 500 things on the world stage, just obnoxious yeah, corruption and lies. If you haven't noticed it now, in my view, yeah. you're a dead man but the walking. Prom- the problem is, is most people see it now, but they don't realize it's the end of the, the cycle here. Like yes. This, this was a 20-year game plan. We're on year 18 or 19 here. And yes. now, now everybody clicks, but guess what? It's too late. It's like that thing with Jordan Peterson says about you know taking a step like people don't realize how you get like they think hitler just showed up and took over in a day it's like no. that, that he took t- 15 years to get to where he wanted yeah. to do and how did he do that by doing very little things in very little situation and there was like the bombing of the right like their 9-11 they had their bombing of their building and that they enacted their their whatever the yeah. patriot act whatever their version was it's very similar to the game plan that was set into yeah. place and it's like it's the same thing now when and you know how it is when somebody you try to tell them one fact and then you're trying to give somebody information and they question something and you're like well, how you, do you you're cram 20 years read, of yeah, information into go, a paragraph yeah, a digestible like, paragraph so you're like you just get frustrated because you're like i understand why you'd ask that question but it's like you're like I, like i would have to give you so much information <laughs> we don't have time to it, sit here and t- for me to tell you this right but now. it's like super simple this, this is this, a huge picture here. this is like a super simple way to do it for thousands of years, there's been very wealthy people that have been trying to control the world. Let's go back in history. Alexander the Great, Napoleon Bonaparte, Adolf Hitler, uh, all, all, you know, Genghis Khan, all these people. That hasn't changed. So um, it, it, there's been numerous historical corruptions available for us to read. Uh, if you think that all the billionaires care so much about you and your family, I mean— or anybody. It's, like, it's all common sense to me. Yeah, people like, people think everybody cares about you so much. People actually think it's like, dude, those people. All they be- do is virtue like, signal. Like, like, oh, Bezos, we're all in this together. Right, Bezos is evil, and he's so, it's like, dude, Bezos cares about his circle. Like, there's a certain, like, there, everybody wants to, to care about the world. It's like when everybody's like, oh, I care about the world. It's like, then go give your money to all the homeless people and stop doing what you're doing. You could, like, if you really cared about everybody else, you wouldn't. There's so many selfish things you do for your and your people, which I don't think you're a bad person. Yeah. I think that's just being realistic. So to think, like, well, no, this guy's going to save me. Biden's going to save me. Or Trump's going to save yeah. me. Like, no, they're not. No, they're not. They have their own agenda. They, they have one life to live or whatever. Maybe they got multiple. I don't know how, what your belief is. But it's like, yeah, this this idea that it's like, oh, you you put your trust in these people. They care like mm, they care about their circle. They care about their their end game. You know. Yeah, I, I definitely believe in past lives and 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 like. Same. I I think that like for so all. So I don't worry about death. All these well, that's and that comes from being uncomfortable. That's why like 
Yeah, like, that's come from really crazy ass psychedelic trips where it scared the fuck out of me and it wasn't fun, but yeah, it was enlightening. And every one of those psychedelic trips that was really fucking scary is really, I look back on it and I'm like, dude, I learned so much about myself and how things operate, you know? And yeah. it wasn't comfortable. It was bad. And I'm about to go do that. now, And I, I haven't touched alcohol or weed or nothing in like two and a half years. I've been clear headed. Um, and in a couple of days, I'm going to go do that guided ketamine journey. And I'm, I'm actually terrified about it because I've researched it. And it's like, you know, like you remember when you came and visited in Hawaii and I was doing the ayahuasca and stuff. That was never fun for me. No. It was always terrifying. I didn't do it because I was scared. And because the dude was a little creepy. I remember he just wanted to like massage Bianca for some reason. I was like, I don't want to do ayahuasca next to that dude. Whoever that yeah. weird. Micah. Micah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like him. He was a weird he's, he's actually He's actually gone through some some pretty amazing transformations, believe it or not. All right. Yeah. He's but had, it wasn't just. He's had some wake up calls. Let's it just wasn't that just way. that. It was just, it was more or less my fear. It's like I say, like I've done mushrooms a bunch of times. I've done acid. I've never done ayahuasca or DMT or anything. But even you, like it's like. It, when pe you meet people, then they think, like, you build a tolerance like alcohol. Like, I've yeah. met friends that are like, oh, but, dude, you've done this a bunch of times. I'm like, bro, I'm fucking scared right now. We're, yeah. about, to eat, we're about to eat an eighth of mushroom. I'm more scared than you because I know what, what's yes, about to happen. Exactly. Like, actually, I have more fear and anxiety right now because I know how I'm about to, suit, like, just surrender control of my mind. Yeah. That's fucking really scary. You don't even know how that's going to feel yet. So you are a little scared, but you have the unknown. I have the known, and I'm still, like, so it's just like, yeah. yeah. But you got to do those things. Like, yeah. I get anxiety. I get the cold sweats. I get really nervous right before. And then right after you eat the psychedelic, it's like, uh-oh. Fuck. What did I do? Oh, shit. Okay, well, here we go. And We're going to have to ride this. It's like this. I was thinking last night. I was sitting on the toilet taking a piss, and I was like, uh, You were yeah, sitting to yeah, pee? Yeah, I sometimes <laughs> sit down. If it's late at night, I'll sit down and pee because I'm lazy. Uh, yeah, you guys can use that against me, <laughs> podcast listeners. I don't give a shit. Um even even when I'm sitting down peeing, I'm more masculine than most of you guys. <laughs> most of you betas. Uh, <laughs> I sit down to take away some of my masculinity. Yeah, it's too much. Exactly. <laughs> Frickin' uh, But yeah, psychedelics. I Being scared of psychedelics. Yeah, so I was sitting down and I was like thinking like, try and conquer the world and see where that gets you. Try and conquer yourself, and you'll wind up conquering the world. That's ex that's a really good line. That's very dope. That's one of my philosophies. That's and I, dope. And, and I, I was I meditating like one time, and I've been meditating for years. And I was and I and I came out of meditation. I was like, if you go within, you never go without. Mm. And so, like, like looking at all this shit that's happening around us, I keep telling people, they're like, well, what are we supposed to do, dude? Conquer yourself. Yeah, figure yourself. Face yeah. the, your shadow self. And when the military is on your porch and they're kicking in your door to shoot you and your family in front of you, you'll be like, all right, cool, man. Let's make this quick, God. Sure. Just get me through this. Like, just because if you don't do those things when they show up because you've been running from monsters your whole life, you're literally going to melt. You're going to shit. You're going to piss. You're going to cry. You're going to vomit. You're going to sweat. You're going to melt. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not to say that you won't be scared, but you won't react to your fears in the same way. Hmm. Right? Yeah, and you want, I mean, I always say, too, the fear of death. Like, the fear of death, you want to conquer that fear. That's, like, everybody's biggest fear. Nobody likes to talk about it. I'm like, yo, take a bunch of psychedelics. Go do, like, a, quite a few psychedelic sessions, and you're going to have a lot easier pain when it comes to thinking about that. Yeah. And, and it makes me think earlier when we were talking about the vaccine and, like, how it can help people. And you're going back to the vaccines that have been around for 100 years. There's also another opposite, which is kind of dark if you think about it, but... In the micro term, when you're looking at it in the small time, like, yeah, that helps an individual life form in their, to, to extend their life. 
Now, if you're a spiritual, like if you're like me and you can go to that next layer of the onion and say, well, there's no such thing as death. Like human life is important, but you're going to recycle like and in order for the species, the one unity of human human existence to get stronger, you die by, you know, it's like this, whatever, the Darwin theory, right? You like the weak die out, the strong will learn how to build immunity and we become strong. Yeah. A vaccine in a sense, I get it. It's, I'm pro-vaccine when it comes to things because you don't want polio and you don't want all that shit. But yeah. in the same sense, that's also not helping us in the long term. Exactly. And you look at like a guy like Timothy Leary, you know, you know Tim, the godfather yeah, know of acid. His death when he got cancer, like it was so cool because like he obviously had conquered death and had zero fear of it because like he got uh, diagnosed with cancer and it was like, okay, let's go to chemo. Like he had money. It wasn't he's like, no, this is my time to go. Like my story, like I'm not going to this is just what I have to do like, now. Like I go Blaise to the Smith would say, <laughs> this chapter is written and closed. <laughs> Shout out to Blaze. Shout out to Blaze. I got you know, both of up. the Smiths on this uh, yeah. podcast. And, and, and the fallen Smith. And Yvonne. R. Rest R. in peace. We love you, Sh- yo dude, mama. She, if she was around, though, she would be on this podcast yelling and screaming. Oh, yeah. She'd what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I had some fun times with the Smiths. Even when Yvonne was flipping her lid, I would be laughing. Oh, that's like, but it's like you, like you said, like, I mean, me and Bianca dated for years, but like, she's still a really close friend and, and just a family. Cause it's like, yes. a, it's not like when, when other girlfriends or other lovers and you like kind of would say my girlfriend's brother or I would say yeah. my ex's brother. I, I don't say that. I'd be like my buddy blaze. You yes. know what I mean? Like I could say like, they evol- all became evol- like family like, members. They were like, fr- yeah, they were like family You know, they were a cool yeah. vibe like that. Yeah. So that's right. Like, like again, like we were talking about earlier, like the whole race thing. It's like, just like, look at our hit list of ex-girlfriends and friends. <laughs> it's like, there. it's like every color of the rainbow from all different walks of life. And See, I'm, I'm lucky, but we got tattoos and kind of look like a liberal hippie. You wear plaid pants. So you got that liberal look. Yeah. So people are like, oh, he's a liberal white guy. He's not racist. Yeah, he's exactly. Good. Yeah, that's man. what I love about my look. I have that very liberal look, and then I have yeah. a very different opposing view. So some people will come to me with things, and then I'm like, "Actually, I don't think like that." Yeah, I know you have me stereotyped exactly. right now, but I don't think like that. I don't believe in stereotypes. <laughs> that's a racist. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, what have you been doing lately with your life, Ben Jumper? I have not been quarantining or social distancing like I should be. I guess they oh. say. Man. I didn't do any of that. I actually traveled to three different countries during the pandemic. Where'd you go? I went out to Mexico because they didn't give a shit down there. It was awesome. Everybody else was like kind of going through lockdowns. Everybody was going through all this crazy stuff. And then like Mexico was like, yo, tourism is where we get our money and we need to open up and not not. So like I was down on Holbosch and we were there and like it was awesome because anybody that was there clearly wasn't caring about the they wanted to get away from all the pandemic yeah. bullshit. So it was like no masks. People were sharing joints. We were in bars like. And I didn't get COVID. I still haven't got COVID yet. The, the Mexicans are like, are we scared of a fucking cold? <laughs> have you drank the water well, down it, here? Yeah, and it's like they're going to die on. if they don't have tourism and their money coming in. Exactly. They're going to die from hunger. They're going to die from other ways. So I think that's what what it was kind of like their big push for, for letting tourism, being open when most countries weren't. So and, well, then I, and then I was in Europe during it, and that was like a will. Real adjustment. Because in Maine, it was kind of chill. Mainers are dope. I love Maine. People in Maine really leave you alone. So in Maine, it's kind of like if you wore a mask, you wore a mask. If you didn't, you didn't. Like yeah. nobody really – there was a little bit of a, a span where everybody was kind of doing it. And then it got to the point where it was like, you know, like my dad owns a brick-and-mortar building. He never once wore a mask to the thing. He never put a sign on the door or forced people. People would walk in and go, oh, I don't have to – 
if you don't want to, you know, and only yeah. one lady Whatever that, makes you feel through the whole time. One lady asked him to put it on and my dad did it. That's kind of how Mainers are. So it was, it was really chill for me because I was kind of and I don't work a real job. I didn't have to like I was kind of already ousted in quarantine from society as it was. So I would only see the pandemic. If I saw it on news. I hear people talking about it. But then it's like when I got to Antwerp and when I got out to L.A. during the commercial. Antwerp, like, is that in Africa? No, it was Belgium. In Belgium. Oh, okay. Antwerp, where my girlfriend lives. So when I'm I got out there, Antwerp. it was like they were forcing everybody to like I went to go to the grocery store. Like everywhere's mask. Everybody was like super. And it was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I've been not I've been living fine for eight months around people. And nobody's like, we're all good. Nobody's like dying in the streets. And then. Yeah, and then coming to L.A. Even coming to L.A. this month, I'm like, dude, this shit is over. And you guys and everybody here Everybody's is still wearing like, holding masks, on, dude. dude. They are holding on. It's pride, bro. Some like, of them like it, though. They this love is it. my other. They like reality it, right? TV. Right, but, so, but think of all the little anxiety-driven people that don't yep. like to. They don't like. Think of like I've said for years with my with the younger generation with tech, with cell phones. Like you see how they're less social. They're more anxiety. They don't want to talk to people, right? I always credit that to like when I grew up as a kid. It's like I had to do something like be uncomfortable and go knock on my friend's door and yeah. have to talk to his father exactly. and ask him if he could come out to play or if I could come in. That little thing, I didn't realize how important that was. Like, that allowed me to be uncomfortable, to have to talk to a figure and have, like, an, you know what I mean? And be able to, so, like, communicate with another person in a, in a normal manner. And when you're 10, it's not comfortable to talk to your friend's dad. And no. I, you know what I mean? But you had to do that a bunch of times. Yeah. But the kid, now you got the generation coming with the texting. It's like, so there's more of this anxiety and anti-socialness where I feel like so many of them love the mess because you can hide behind it. You can hide it. behind it. You can just kind of like, you can go out into the world now, but you don't have to talk to people. I know people my age down. that like that. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people like it. And it's I think crazy. those are the people that are still holding on. You know, it's like, that. I don't think they'll ever go away now. I think it's kind of like yeah. China thing. I think we'll... Because some people, it's that cognitive... Di- they're not going to admit they were wrong. They're exactly. Not, they're gonna be like, unless, that that's, pride. unless you tell me that it's gone forever, then there's still a threat, then I have to go with what I said is going to help me. Like, yeah, exactly. And they won't... They're just going to wear it till they die, I think. They're, so. Well, I've said to people like a million times, your, your world leaders could get up on the microphone in front of you and tell you in all seriousness, we traffic children, we fuck them and drink their blood. <laughs> and you won't believe and it. And you guys won't believe them. Cognitive they'll show. They'll show you pictures of it and really? you'll say oh my god they're such jokesters <laughs> yeah they'll well, literally doctored. make up an excuse not to believe yeah. the truth they'll say he's crazy they'll label him crazy well and and here now is particularly in the last couple of years you've got these guys like it's more they are more out in the open about the things that they're doing than ever and people are still making up excuses <laughs> for it they're literally during all of this admitted to aliens and nobody gave a shit that's how crazy shit got. Well, you know, They're I like, think hey, aliens by the way, are a psyop. <laughs> they could be. I, this was my Because I don't trust NASA. So, look, I'm not trying to say I'm smart and I'm so woke and I'm ahead of the game because I still get fooled by a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I we definitely, I wish I had something that was recorded that was like, I used to say the next thing that's going to happen for lockdowns, like I was going to say martial law, there'll be military in the streets. It's going to be Martian law. But I was saying they're going to use an alien attack. As like you know, they'll have an asteroid that they know is going to hit. They'll Project blame, Blue Beam. Right, they'll blame something on an alien attack, so everybody's got to stay in their house or something. It's like because then how are you going to argue about aliens? It'll be something so scary you can't argue it. And I was like, then when the virus came out, I was like, shit, a virus is even better than the aliens. Like you really can't argue that. That's the boogeyman, and you can't see him. You don't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? It was the perfect threat to get everybody to to obey. Well, here's the fucked up part, dude. Is we have rent. So you gotta pay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. See if I can creep around a corner here. Sorry, we had to take Potty a quick break. break.
So, uh, so you went to Mexico. You went to Antwerp and yeah, I went to the Mexico, Netherlands. Antwerp, uh, Belgium, Belgium, close to the Netherlands. So and didn't you go to Asia too? That's where I went after the tattoo. I haven't been there since the tattoo, which I want to uh, say was like 2016, maybe. Okay. So yeah, I went to Indonesia, Philippines, Cambodia. It's eye-opening, man. Traveling has been the greatest education I've ever had, for yep, sure. I agree. I would highly suggest you learn more in one year of backpacking to, you know, not resorts and freaking Cancun resorts and, like, you know, actually, like, going out and adventuring and, and meeting people and embracing yourself in culture. It's You'll learn a lot. It's not that you learn. I, it's like you say, you have more data sets now. You have more perceptions that you can connect to. Now, when I think of people in Cambodia, I can actually have a connection to who people are in Cambodia and what yeah. that is like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, and and like everything has been so overcomplicated in in our modern era. It's like, what are our what are our needs really? We need food. Right. We need family. You know, if if we're we're highly sensual, passionate people, we need lovers or a lover. Uh, we need, uh, you know, interaction. We need we need art time or, or enjoyment of art time. And this is all and humans everywhere. You yeah, know what I mean that's it's the that's everywhere. the weird thing. You demonize and and you make an enemy of Russia. And it's like you know, what do you think those people actually really want at the end day? It's that's like the all last those things you say. I'd rather fight China than Russia. Yeah. You know, Russia's been struggling for centuries. Are you kidding me? The best fighters in the UFC are Russian. Right. Right? What? Why? It's because those hard times create hard men, and exactly. people don't realize Americans are very soft We're these soft, days. We're soft, dude. We're spoiled. And you get you get complacent. You know, when you get on the top, those are the guys that it's hard when you get to the top to, to remember that you got people that are hungry that are also trying to be on. Exactly. Like, China and Russia don't want America to be the superpower. They're going to do everything they can. Well, you know I, mean? I don't think we are the superpower anymore. Well, this is a glo it's a globalist regime. Yeah. I always say countries are irrelevant. That's yeah. the other thing that's hard for me when you talk about these things. It's not hard. It makes it better because I could go from like, and you can too, I know, like we could talk about this layer of the onion of the, th all this stuff, the pandemic and the human, you know, existence. Yeah. But then you could peel back that. And it's like, so when I get, when I get negative or when I get down, like, oh, we're, it's, it's all pointless. This all sucks. Everybody. Then you kind of like zoom out. And you're like, yeah, but it doesn't mean any, it's nothing in the universe's time. Like exactly. when you look at like, and I understand there's a whole nother like level and layer to this where it's like the whole human existence is a blip on this. Like it's as much as you're stressed about all this, you can remind yourself it's all going to be okay in the end. Like one of my, one of my good friends said, worse things have happened to better people. Mm. You know, and I try to think about that and that's like, like even like this whole, this whole ketamine thing, I'm, I'm nervous, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you're going to do it. <laughs> you know you're gonna make yourself do it because you and always. And it's gonna do. be better after you. Know? Oh my That's god! What you gotta yeah. think about afterwards. Me? You you know how, like, a much of a uh, uh, of a upgrade it is. You know, it's yeah. like new date, new new information downloaded. Yeah, totally. Because I've been, I've been like ever since I left Washington and like closed my business down. I basically sacrificed all that, and like lately I've just been feeling like just stagnant and just like I feel stuck almost. And same. Yeah, and like my my teeth and all this shit, I had to spend all this money on my teeth, and that made me depressed and set me back. And it's like I haven't been tattooing at all lately. Part of it's because I haven't been pushing it, and another part of it is because I just don't have clientele in LA like I used to. Like mm. COVID legitimately ruined that. And uh, yeah, I can imagine. Is that, that why, is that what happened with your shop? Is that why you ended up closing it? No, no, my shop. I was making tons of money up there. I just felt like were you still tattooing i wasn't happy COVID? with it 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Totally. I, you think I followed the fucking protocols? No, I didn't. I took so. six weeks off just because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna kick it. I, I don't. Yeah, I, and who's gonna want to get one even? Oh, you'd be surprised, bro. A lot of people I did. got more people calling for tattoos during lockdowns than ever. Yeah, they got bored. They got that twelve hundred dollar check. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, dude. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just figured like, it's like. And I was so scared about leaving Washington, too. And I was like, fuck it. Like, you're going to do it, bro. You're going to make yourself do it. Like, because it was like every week, 1500 to 2000 bucks, 2500 bucks, guaranteed tattooing. I didn't even have to go in for 40 hours a week. Yeah. It was guaranteed. And, but it was like, you're going to do it, dude. You're going to fucking pack your shit up and you're going to start driving again. And, but that's what people don't, that's a lot of people don't, you're living, you know, that's what, that's what people don't do is like throwing themselves into that abyss. And even me, I've traveled to a lot of places. I've been on a lot of adventures and like still that night before I leave or the two days leaving up to it, yep. it's like, I don't want to do it all of a sudden. And me I'm like too. about to go on like a three month vacation. I'm going yeah. to like Island and I'm like anxiety, like, because it's like, you know, you're leaving your comfort zone. You're exactly. leaving your little, this is where you've been for this amount of time. You've set up your routines. You've got your, and now you're like, yep, I'm going to fuck all that. And I'm just going to do something. I don't have a clue what's going to happen now. That's scary, but you got to do those things, you know? So why are you in L.A.? Uh, I came out here to shoot a wedding for a buddy, and then I got two weddings that I'm shooting, so. Okay. So I made a pit stop in Austin, stayed there for, like, two weeks with a buddy, went to go see Rogan's show. And Austin, How was that? Austin's dope. Austin's L.A. now. That's where L.A. is now. My sister was just out there. She's like, it's just a shithole like L.A. Don't even bother. And I was like, man, it was great in 2011 when I went there. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a shithole like L.A. I mean, it's a small. I would definitely not say it's a shithole like L.A. Downtown L.A. is, is really bad. That's really bad. It's yeah. way worse than it used to be. I mean, I, I didn't hang out a ton in downtown. But I've heard there's really there. dark parts in Austin, too. Oh, I'm sure there are. I mean, uh, the the economy's hitting everybody hard, you know. And it's it's like for me, I don't think I faced it as much. I'm I'm blessed. I'm you know I'm, I've worked. I've got money. I'm pretty set with things. So, but it's like there's a lot of people. I think because I, even me, I don't have the perception of how bad it's getting for people. But like you hear people, even the guy Carl Jr. Yeah. this morning, and he's talking to the other lady, and it's like, damn, the coffee's going up and the the gas prices are going up, and it's like, man, that's people are seeing this people well, of are course feeling this. Ga- gas uh, of course the coffee's going up because all the goods are being shipped out around the country through trucks that have to pay for gas to bring you your and also amenities. they printed 40 percent of the money in 2022 so yes. if you understand that's the other thing too like I, I don't i'm not no like stock guru or fi- i don't know a shit about the financial markets i know very little but i look into it a lot now and yeah I, and the funny thing is a lot of guys that really understand finance on another level, like they can make it digestible. They're all saying the same thing that like a recession's coming worse than you've ever worse than the twenties recession. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a great line in like finance where they say, uh, show me the charts and I'll tell you the news. So it's like, and, that, and, and when you start to follow, like I say, whenever, whenever you're questioning anything, follow the money, look at the money, look at the uh-huh. numbers, that stuff doesn't lie. And it's like, yeah. What's really bizarre <laughs> about that, too, is like, yeah, it is about the money, but like, I feel like, like with the whole globalist thing, it's like, it's not even about money anymore. It's just, that's just such a big part of that world. Well, now the, it's the, about the, power. Well, the money is the power. And that's like, the money system is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. So, like, right now we're backed by the petrodollar, and that's very, very, very. And that's just been destroyed. It's very risky to be, it's about to be toppled. But right now, that all currencies are based off the U.S petrodollar pretty much most most every currencies like each country's 
you know, how much it's worth to the dollar is still technically backed by how much they have in their gold reserves. Even, even though currency is not backed by gold, technically who, like all the big countries that have the gold reserves, that's how they level and see how much you're worth. That's why like Gaddafi got taken out because he started, he, comp he got a lot of yeah, gold, yeah, gold and he only gold. wanted gold for the oil. He saw what was coming way. Now you look at, look at how China's going to start buying oil in, in, or, uh, no, India, India already bought oil at a discounted rate from Russia with rub on a different currency, which is like, dude, you, you, you know. When this globalist thing with the invite, well, I'm trailing off here. But. I think like like I had heard like five six years ago that it, like they had started a, a BRIC bank, B R I C, which was Brazil, Russia, India, and China, and they were trying to move away from the petrodollar to get on the gold standard again. And oh, of course. And then I think I just heard recently that Russia was just like. Well, fuck this. We're just not. We're not gonna be in the petrodollar anymore. Yeah, for sure, dude. He legalized. He legalized Bitcoin and crypto and stuff for a reason. So, and 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 it's like I said, like it's not just about the money. That, but but when you look at, there's a really good documentary everybody should watch. It's insanely boring. It's gonna make you feel like you're in ninth grade history class. But it's really good and it's all factual based. And it's called Money Masters. And if you watch this, like this guy breaks down the facts and he follows the system of money from pretty much you know the start of of it all and it's like every single war and conflicts all comes around times of like money money changers he doesn't call them the they's he calls them the money changers mm -hmm. and so it's like yeah it's it is about the power and stuff but right now we're trying the ponzi scheme that is the u.s dollar like you can't just keep printing money if you understand fractional reserve banking like everybody knows our money's getting worthless and worthless and worthless and more right uh -huh. and now they printed 40 percent of it they printed all the half of the money in existence in 2020 it's a, if you look at the chart and they circulated it probably to all the politicians right and they and all lined, bought stocks all their and bitcoin and, and gold and silver look at how the stock market pumped, real bitcoin estate pumped right yeah right now what's what's about to happen Look at Biden. He's in there and he's asking for money for Congress for more COVID stuff. He's asking for like $30 billion to support Ukraine. It's like, where is this coming from? We're broke. We are literally broke. So what are they going to do? Yeah, All do, of this is because they want to turn the money printer. How do you tax the fuck out of us for the last 150 years and wind up in debt? Right, like you guys have a, had more a, money than anyone and you're, we're in debt. It's a spending problem. Yeah. And this goes into like you can look at well, this. Well, I think it's like a, an actual purposeful spending problem. It's by design. It, it is. It's, some of it's by design. I'm also going away from this they thing. I think there is a certain group of megalomaniacs that are just like a like a Putin character, a Biden, yeah. you know. People don't realize your mind is going to morph Veteran when you have that country. much power, right? But I also like, have you seen that Don't Look Up thing with, uh, it's, it's whatever, it's a movie and there's a great part in it where he talks about like it's not this global conspiracy it's like you literally just have idiots at the, like they're not even yeah, smart enough trust fund kids right you got you've got people behind the wheel now that are just like they're not even smart enough to do this they're just so retarded they're driving us into the ground and like and it's yeah there's and, that and i think there. that there's another level of that that's that's guiding that that's why i say it's not all these politicians those aren't that's not the people controlling they're the puppets no. you know what i mean they're too stupid like you said they're too stupid they don't Mm. I think they're just doing what they're told, and they think that they're gonna just have that that ticket to the underground bunker when shit really goes down. But like mm. it's like, like they talk about you know Soros and frickin' you know Klaus Schwab. Sure, they're they're up high, but then there's like people like the black and the white pope that nobody knows about. And what's the difference? I don't know that. Uh, you see, I don't know this one. Yeah, these are the these are the guys that are like running shit, right? Like mm. like people think, oh. 
Well, who's the most powerful people? Oh, it's Russia or China or this or that. No, it's not. It's the fucking Vatican, dude. The Vatican's it's, very it's powerful. It's the, 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 the what people... Is it? people behind israel is the people behind the royal family it's you know and like it, and if you don't believe that like just like just take a look at the countries that lock down and how hard they push their lockdowns and vaccines well the royal family owns basically owns canada because look at what happened in canada trudeau Trudeau's you know, gave his allegiance pocket, uh, you have australia they have fucking covid camps out there forced vaccines and lockdowns. shout out to jim jeffries how's that no guns thing working out now yeah i yeah, love i'd love to hear jim jeffries, jim jeffries fucking yeah. Yeah. Okay, what a bitch it's really cool not to have guns now isn't it, isn't it? yeah <laughs> how's, hey, how's, how's that atheism going yeah. huh i bet you're scared as hell because you don't have a, you don't have a source of divinity to freaking uh, believe in your yeah. life is all a bunch of meaningless accidents that just you know made a functional pattern that that makes a lot of sense um and you have the Gibraltar, which is ran by the Queen. You have a lot of the, the South American countries that were ran by the Queen that were super strict with lockdown. Then you got Italy, which is which ran is by the insane Vatican. insane in itself. Can we even just stop and France, think about the fact that Spain. there's a royal family? Like, yeah. well, How is there a royal family and nobody's like, wait, like they're not then, elected. They're not. They're just rich and powerful. Well, they have a bloodline. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not even elected. To me, that's insane. It's like, wait, it's a, it's insane to have elected people telling you what to do. Like, these people are literally just like saying they're kings and queens, and we're in 2022. Like, we have a king and queen still in 2022. How's that? Yeah. That's just dumb. And then the amount of power that they have, like you say. And, and then 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 there's like, uh, what the hell was the last one? And then Israel, right? Mm. And you look at the way that they ran it, right? Now they got everybody on their fifth booster now. They're all terrified and shit. And I'm like, these are the guys. You can go back pre-COVID, I was saying. These are the world powers. And then just look at the way that they reacted to this scamdemic. Mm. Those countries were all the strictest. Those areas or the, the places that those countries reigned over were all the strictest. And they don't have constitutions. Yeah, there you go, There's too. There's no constitution in Australia, and I don't think Canada... Maybe Canada does. Canada has some type of thing, but it isn't, like, our constitution. And they've kind of been disarmed, too. Yeah, right? they're disarmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have guns. So like. so what what will happen here, I believe, is when they when they start having, like, you know, electrical failures or fallouts or whatever they're going to do in 30 to 60 days, all the people that weren't prepared for it are going to be dead. People don't know how quick... Or they're the going to be in FEMA camps. Right. They don't realize how quick the food shelves will be empty. They don't realize... Like, you go into the grocery store, you're blind to think... Because th every time you you go in, it's stocked up. You know? So you have this idea... People have this idea that there's just this lim unlimited... Oh, if they're, they're... You know, they there think... There could be an unlimited amount, Oh, if there's amount, a food shortage, be, we'll have time to go to the grocery store. And no, you won't. Like, that food's gone. Like, it'll take, like, three days. In most metropolitan cities, like L.A. Oh, it'll be gone in two, two days. days. Your food's gone. Day and a like half. Like, nothing. Like, you yeah. won't, if you're not stockpiling now on, on food and water. You like want to have at least three to six months worth of food. Yeah, for and sure. that And that's not eating three meals a day. That's eating one fucking meal a day. And go look up all the CIA operatives that say that shit. Get, get your fats, get your CIA. protein, get your carbs. <coughs> yeah. Start growing microgreens if you want a salad. Which is easy. That's great emergency rations food right there. Microgreen seeds. But yeah, man, that's, uh, you know, so, so like all the people that like, they're just so smart and so edgy and so pop culture and so, you know, I'm so leftist and so woke and uh, those are going to be the first people that die because they all had it the best. They were all the yeah. ones that all had white privilege. And, yeah. and they're, they're going to beg to get on the train. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> and they're not going to make it, dude, because people like us who really love humanity and really want people to wake up and see what's at stake and see the, the future chess moves, they didn't want to listen to people like us. They wanted to call mm. us racists and Nazis and sexists and homophobes, and it's like, dude, we don't care about one race of people. We care about humanity as a whole, and you idiots are too stupid to see that. Yeah. You're too looking, busy looking parading for shit tree. that we fi- fixed in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what's next? Heading up to Oakland. Oakland to shoot a wedding here at the end of the month, and then I got to get back to Maine. Back to the quiet nature. I've never been to Maine. Maybe I'll come out. You have out to come out, man. Come visit. I got to get a house. I'm hopefully I'll buy a property this year. If well, I, I do, you're I more than welcome. I know a lot about agriculture. Uh, that's well. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm looking for 40 acres of land in Maine. I know a little Maine's bit about chickens and a lot about agriculture. The thing about Maine is when it all goes down, nobody's going up to those northern Maine woods, and we got a lot of them. Oh, we're the, the we're the I'm most scared for. of. Is there a lot of mold up there? Mold? Yeah, black mold. No. What's does that? it get hot out out in Maine? Oh, really hot. It's really hot. Does it, so it's got a long grow season out there. We have a perfect four seasons. We have a we have a winter, spring, fall. So you can grow for six to nine months out there. Yeah. Perfect. You figure from now, like right now, the snow's going. I got going. spoiled in Hawaii. Oh, because you can grow all the just time. Grow all the yeah. time. Most so you, of the well, time. Well, There's a perfect. couple of months of the year where it just rains so much, you're gonna get swag produce. But of all the places I've traveled, Kauai <laughs> is still probably one of the best places I've ever been. I say to people, like just the beauty of it. It's it was, yeah. You get spoiled when you live in Hawaii for Did sure. Did we go to the Blue Cave while we were out there? I don't know. I we went on a hike. We went on a little hike or something we, through all I these vines. I thought we went to these caves off to the left in, in Hyena where we jumped in and the water was like super oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. deep we and those. crazy. Yeah, and, and like Jacques like Cousteau said like they had like a dive team that was trying to like – I think I looked it up too. Like there was like this dive team that went down into the cave because like mm. it goes down into like a, a lava tube and an old – it was Atlantis. That was Atlantis. Uh, Lumeria. Or Lumeria, sorry. And they went back. down into those tubes and they never came back. And then, then another team of divers went down to find him and they never came back. And they're just like, all right, fuck it. We found the portal, dude. Yeah. I would have went down too then. Fuck it. We found the portal. Let's go. I don't know. Explore. Would you, would you go if you found a portal over there and it goes to another dimension? Would you step in it? I don't know, you know, I kind of want to see where this one goes, man. <laughs> All right. I really, I'm like... That I'm would like, be way too scary. I feel like I came back in this lifetime for a reason, and I don't feel like I came back to fail. And the more, and I've learned about more dark shit in the last 10 years than ever, and, and it's so weird, even though I see how dark shit can get, and it's probably going to get, I just don't feel like these scumbags at the top are going to win. I just don't no. believe it. It's really it's weird. I can't explain why. It's the bigger, the universe takes care of everything. Yeah, there is that higher whether it's whether it is a kid that's playing this video game that we're all avatars in yeah. or if it's, you know, just some mystical energy like the universe will the universe will handle us just like it's handled everything else in its past existence. Well, and just like everything, Ben Jumper, this chapter of this podcast is written and closed. You got anything else left? I do not. John, do you have anything? else? John, you got anything left? John's ready to eat. Yeah, he looks like he's he's like get some tacos. Hoorah! This podcast is brought to you by Cactus Jack Taqueria. Love, healing, and truth. Mind, body, and spirit. We out.